Al Anderson Afternoons, the podcast. Hello, thanks for checking out the podcast. Coming up, Gary Nenson, Executive Director of the CNIB Foundation of Manitoba. Cool announcement from them today. Janice Lukes, the new counselor for Waverly West. We'll talk with her about a bunch of stuff, including Portage in Maine and how Mayor Bowman has not talked to her for two years. And Norm Lyons will be on the podcast from the Manitoba Blind Sports Association. They have a fundraiser coming up. Please subscribe to the podcast. Please rate the podcast. And now, the podcast. And uh, joining us on the phone now from the CNIB, the Executive Director of the CNIB Foundation of Manitoba, Gary Nenson. Gary, nice to chat with you again. Nice to chat with you as well, Hal. All right, so um, you had an announcement today about uh, what is being called game-changing new technology or program. Tell us about this. First of its kind anywhere, eh? Yeah, so you know what, Hal? It's, uh, we're really excited to introduce a program that's called Phone It Forward. And the basis of the Phone It Forward program is that we know that there are a number of smart devices, smartphones, smart tablets, Um, that exist out there that are either in office drawers or nightstands that people are no longer using. And so the basis of the program is to donate your old smart device. Uh, We'll give you a tax receipt for that. We'll wipe your phone. We'll refurbish it. And then we'll repurpose it by putting it into the hands of somebody who is blind or partially sighted that can use that phone uh, for a number of different uh, uh, new Uh, technological apps that are out in the market right now. We'll provide a data plan with that piece of technology, and then we'll also train the individual to use the the data plan and all of the other apps and and, uh, things that come with that particular technology. This is a great idea. Uh, My friend and your friend, Maggie Lee Grant, I know she has an iPhone, and it is amazing some of the stuff that she she does not have the ability to see. She is blind, and it's amazing what the iPhone can do for her. So maybe talk about some of the apps that are available. So you know what? It's really a game changer. So it can really lead an individual who may be isolated in their own home just by having Um, a smart device uh, may allow them the opportunity to get out of their home. And so I'll give you some examples. Mm. So um, in, in the not too distant uh, past, an individual used to have four or five or 10 different devices that did certain things, but now smart devices come with navigational GPS on them. They can identify faces. They can scan and read almost any text. They can orientate a person to their surroundings a smart device, there's a new app that's just out that can interact live with a sighted guide from anywhere in the world if an individual is having some difficulties navigating their, their surroundings. It can hold hundreds of audiobooks. Uh, it can read banknote denominations, uh, decipher supermarket labels and scan um, and scans and things like that. So that's just a sampling of what some of the new applications can do. But the phones themselves also come with some, uh, you know, some factory things that are way, way more accessible than uh, than past technological devices as well. Isn't that cool? Phone it forward. And how do people get involved? If they've got an iPhone, and I probably have four or five of them sitting at home, uh, and the new iPhones have been announced, and so people are going to be upgrading, so this is perfect timing. How do people get in touch with you at the CNIB to phone it forward? 
So they can either go on to the CNIB website, cnib.ca, or there's a separate website that we have up that's called phoneitforward.ca. Um, and really, uh, there, there's an envelope that you would uh, you would put your, your phone into, give us your personal information so that we can provide the tax receipt to you. You can drop it in any uh, Canada Post mailbox. And we're also going to have drop centers right across the country. We're working with some major retailers so that we can... Uh, drop at any of the retailers and some of the um, the phone suppliers and things like that. But uh, yeah, so we would encourage individuals, business and industry to please connect with us because the more phones that we can get in our hands, the more we can repurpose and uh, get into the hands of individuals that can make some uh, meaningful use of them. Isn't that cool? I think this is a great idea, uh, Gary, but uh, answer me a question that I know I will get from people. Uh, you you say that they'll get a tax receipt. How do you decide the value of that phone? Do you sort of have a, a breakdown of that? Yeah. So just depending on the condition of the phone, uh, the uh, the version of the phone, um, those are all things that we take into consideration when we look at it. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, receipts, I you know, can can kind of range just depending again on sure. on on the uh, the condition and the uh, the version. Mm-hmm. But if I might just say one more thing, yeah. you know, when we did some surveying of our clients, 46% of our clients indicated that technology would make a major difference to their lives, but they were unable to afford that technology and the data plans that go with it. Mm-hmm. And we know that there's 45 million phones in the market right now, a 30 million population in Canada or just above that. So we know that there's millions of phones that are out there. And we're just looking to get them into our hands so we can repurpose them in the hands of individuals that can make better use of them. This event uh, today at the CNIB was also to kind of, uh, this is exciting, launch your second century of operations. What else is happening over at the CNIB? Well, you know what, we we launched our new strategic plan today and uh, talked about three of the key themes in that plan. And one is greater employment for people who are blind or partially sighted because there really are still a number of myths and uh, misconceptions about hiring a person who uh, may have vision loss. And we're trying to overcome those, uh, those stigmas and get people uh, into the marketplace. So that's one of our big priorities. Technology is the second big piece, and that's thus the, uh, the announcement of the Phone It Forward. And uh, our constituents have really asked us to have a stronger voice for them because there's still too many instances within the community where people uh, with guide dogs, for an example, are being denied access to a public place or to a, uh, a mode of transportation. And, uh, and so there's some systemic things that, uh, that our clientele are asking us to take a stronger voice on as well. So those are the three major priorities that were announced today as well as part of our new strat plan going forward. Excellent. Well, I love the idea of Phone It Forward. And again, phoneitforward.ca. Anything else, Gary, before I let you go? No, just glad to uh, to be on the air and would encourage people to connect with us. Gary, thanks very much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Joining us on the phone now, the new city councillor, for Waverly West, Janice Lukes. Good afternoon, Janice. Well, good afternoon, Hal. Congratulations. Yes, it's, uh, it was an interesting day yesterday, I must say. Yeah, were you nervous that somebody might come in at the last minute? Well, you know, of course, because um, that could happen. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you just you just sit and wait. And it's actually, it was really like, election day because four years ago I experienced Mm. election day 
and um, there were two, three of us in the race, and you know, you sit around, you're nervous, you're a bag of nerves, um, and really, yesterday was kind of similar because mm. I was just waiting to see if someone was going to to register and then get nominated, and and then I, you know. That would be good. I'd have a decision. We'd know what was going forward. No mm-hmm. one did. Now we have a decision. Now we know what's going forward. So, no, it's it's quite an experience, I have to say. Yeah. Well, I said this to Richard Cloutier on my show yesterday. You've done a good job, Janice. It's been a good four years for you. I think you've really proven to uh, the people of Winnipeg that you uh, are really good at this. Well, you know what, Al? It's, it's, I'm elected for a window in time. I'm going to do the best I can do. You know, that's all I can do is the yeah. best that I can do and and stay true to my convictions. You know, mm-hmm. I wasn't uh, I wasn't beholding to anyone. I didn't have any parties, political parties, unions, anyone supporting me the first time around. Mm-hmm. I didn't the second time around. It was just the residents, the citizens. So it gives you a freedom to really stick true to yourself and um, and do the best you can do and. And, you know, in the model that we operate under, um, you're either on the mayor's executive policy or you're not. And if you're not, then that's good, too, because what you do then is you hold everyone accountable because you have the time to do that. And I really, going forward, really am going to focus on trying to change this model because I don't think I think we can do better. Um, So, yeah, I've got a whole list of things that my residents want to see done, and I've got a list of things personally that I think that as from the bigger system that needs to change that I'm going to work on, and um, I'm really excited about it. We'll talk about some of that stuff, and now Waverly West, how will that be different for you? Well, I was the counselor for basically Waverly West for the last four years, mm-hmm. except no, I mean, people were living there, but there's a lot more people living there now. Right. So when you have rapid growth and you have a brand new development, there's a lot of challenges and, and you have to sort out those challenges and a lot of it's logistics, you know, look, we don't have the traffic lights here. We don't have the signs there. We need this. We need that. Right. Like sort that out. But there are, you know, um, when it's rapid growth, there are, and and this growth had happened faster than the city had projected. There are problems that we have to address, like a rec center, and we have to address the schools, which the province is doing. Mm-hmm. And the city, I've made, I've made major inroads these last four years in getting land, doing planning for roads and pipes, and getting funding for the community center. Now we need to take it to the next level. And also now, there's two brand new communities that are part of the Waverly west ward that i'm super excited about one is white ridge and one is linden ridge and these are communities that are more established in that they're not you know building houses and growing but um they've got unique little challenges too and i'm i'm meeting the neighbors i'm meeting the residents and it's very exciting because they're beautiful neighborhoods you were on yesterday here on cjob after 4 30 for a couple of minutes and you said something that i guess maybe it shouldn't have shocked me but it did shock me you said that the mayor uh, Bowman has not talked to you in two years. I know. I think that's really weird myself, but it's not but weird. You know, you know what? It, for me, as a taxpayer, <laughs> it is. It is weird. But you know what? It disappoints me because yeah. you guys are supposed to be talking. Well, but you see how here's the here's the challenge. So we operate under this strong mayor model. Right. You need nine votes. You need nine votes to move your mandate ahead. If you've got your nine votes, what does it matter? 
anyone else can speak on the floor of council. I can speak on the floor of council. I can speak at committee levels. Mm-hmm. But the other thing that, that I guess everyone's different and you can't change leadership styles. Leadership, there's many different forms of leadership. And we, we don't see eye to eye on some things. But, you know, surprisingly enough, I think it was CBC that did an analysis of how people voted over the past four years. Mm. We do see eye to eye on many things. So to me, you know, when I was removed from the executive policy committee, I said, look, OK, fine. You know, he's the mayor. I lined up a series of monthly meetings for the first five months and I'd have the meetings with him. And we really talked about, like, the weather. We talked about, like, fluff, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, this is not going anywhere. So so I thought, okay, if he wants to talk to me, then call me or whatever. And he hasn't. So, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I find it strange, too. I, I hope that we can overcome it this next term if he's elected. And if he isn't elected, then I hope that whatever mayor is elected, that they reach out. And they talk to counselors because it just seems bizarre. My, yeah. You know, I don't know. But that's, that is a flaw of the model. Also, the model, the governance model, all you need is nine votes. doesn't matter. You don't have to talk to people. If you know you got your nine votes, it doesn't matter. You don't have to talk to other people, which is weird because, you know, honestly, some of these counselors, I, don't, I very rarely interact with Mike Pact again I, because we really didn't have cause to, which, again, it's strange. We're supposed to be bringing forward our representation from our parts of the city. Mm-hmm. I always thought we'd be sitting around talking about things, and but it's not like that because the model is a very combative, get your piece of the pie, cut your deals, that kind of model. And I don't think that's right. So yeah, I don't think it's healthy. It's not right and it's not healthy. <laughs> so when, when new council is elected and you're going to be a part of yeah. that new council, if it yeah. is Bowman, will you extend yeah. the olive branch yeah. and try and get communication going, or do you feel that's up to him as the mayor? Well, no, I'll do it again. I mean, I'll do it again and see what he says, but see if he wants to talk. But you'd think, like, we had some major issues in Waverly West these past two years. We had a growth cap. There was a clause that previous council put on that capped growth, complete development was going to come to a stop. Mm. Never, never called me, never talked to me about it, never mm. asked me, which I thought, well, this is this is really strange because this is a multi-million dollar, you know, if I chose to leave the cap on, it could have stayed on. But anyways, uh, and then the community center and, and, and then the water fountains that weren't going. Like there's, there's a lot of significant issues going on out there that, you know, as a leader, as a leader, one would think I, I, I you know, yeah. I sent him a letter. I sent him a letter. He sent me a letter back. We didn't get phone call, but you know what? Let's start again from day one and see what happens. You know, yeah. it'll be I a mean, different council. It'll be a right. very different council because there'll be five new people. And um, I'd like to see a model where a mayor has to talk to all the councillors and has to get their input and mm-hmm. ideas. Like I'd like to see something like that come about and that the, the method of, uh, communication and decision making is uh, is more collaborative. Um, he likes to use the word collaborative, which I always yep. laugh at because it's like, "Hello, I'm out here in Waverly West." <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, it would be like my boss here at CJOB having a meeting and not including me because he knows he can get the job done with everybody else. So you know what? Let's do, we don't we won't talk to Hal, and that would be ridiculous. Well, that is exactly it, Hal. And and then what happens is. Then alienation starts, and then let's just say, let's just throw this out there. 
than say Portage in Maine. Like like that that topic comes up. Well, I'm not going to vote on it. No one's talked to me about it. I've never had a briefing. The guy's not spoken about it in detail to the to the councillors. So I don't know. I just have to read the report, try and decipher the report. Yeah. Um, so, anyways. Yeah, there's two sides to every story, and I'm, uh, you know, and he's welcome to come on this show and tell yeah. his side of that story too. Yeah. But I just think it's sad that we're electing people and they can't even communicate about issues that are important <laughs> to the taxpayers of Winnipeg. It just doesn't make because I think you guys are better representatives of us. As a team, as a whole, because maybe maybe he's yeah. got his nine votes, but you might have yeah. a great idea. Yeah, yeah, I know. And so then it becomes disheartening. And then you go, you know, oh, brother, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. But you know what? I'm looking forward to a new council. We'll have new ideas. We'll have new perspectives. Hopefully the nine vote thing will get a little shaken up and we'll mm-hmm. have to have a little more interaction. Yeah. And, um, you know, last time I got elected, I reached out to councillors, the new councillors, and I went around and saw their wards and talked to them. And I was naive <laughs> and I thought it was one big happy, let's all work together. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Uh, there's, there's a lot of councillors on council that I've spoken with and have good relationships with. And, and, you know, you do the best you can do, right? Yeah. You do the best you can do. And, uh, and, and and march on. I heard you yesterday here on the news with Richard and Julie say that you, at least at this point, will not be endorsing anybody for mayor. Could that change, or are you just going to kind of walk the line? Oh, it could change. It could very well change. But mm. at this point, I'm listening to everyone's, you know, I'm listening to everyone. I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm listening to everyone. You know, there was a statement that came out about... Uh, uh, funding for the Waverly West Community Center, which um, at the time I didn't, I wasn't making any comments. I'll write a blog about it, but you know that statement it was inaccurate because it uh, needs two thirds votes of council. So a mayor can't come out and say they're going to do it when you need two thirds votes of council. Once you've been on council, you see things differently. You understand the process better. Mm. So I- I'll see what happens. I don't know. You know, I, I don't know. We'll see. But either way, I got to work with whoever gets elected. Yeah. And um, you know, and make the best of it. And that's what I'm going to do. Hey, one more question. I love this city. Yeah, no, I know you do. One more question before I let you go. Former Mayor Glenn Murray was on the start this morning with Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb, and he was talking about Portage and Maine, and he made an interesting argument in support of opening up the intersection to pedestrians. He says, listen, if we develop the intersection, it will generate more tax revenue and possibly lighten the load for everybody else. So he said, if you're kind of on the fence and don't really care about Portage and Maine, vote to open it up because it could help your tax situation by generating more tax revenue downtown. Mm-hmm. What do you and think you know of what? that? I'm actually, I'm at this seminar thing right now that they're all speaking at. Mm. So you know what, how I said from absolutely day one, from four years ago when, when Mayor Bowman got elected, and I said to some of my downtown urbanist friends, I said, okay, he's going to open Portage in Maine. We need to get this uh, road show. We need a road show happening and going all over the city and start this conversation and pitch it somehow that ties into uh, the suburbs or people that don't use it to help them understand exactly what former Mayor Murray is saying. Mm. But that never happened. And now we're at this, you know, Stories were coming out that weren't accurate. Facts weren't accurate. There was an information void. It was a massive communication failure that's brought us to where it is now. And 
it's it's like what do we got 30 days to convince people that's not gonna happen yeah so but there's huge merit to what former mayor murray's saying absolutely but it was never positioned properly you know the mayor's got a million dollar operating budget for a communication department it should have tapped into that yeah. if it was his major commitment that should have been right out the door four years ago talking about this i agree but, yeah that's that's been know? that's been the biggest wherever you come down on portage and maine i agree there hasn't been enough education enough information out there and then misinformation took over and uh, yeah it, it, i agree it, it wasn't handled and when properly. that happens when that happens how what people do is they get confused the average person is not a downtown urbanist planner they're not a uh, an economist right they're not so they just default to what they are familiar with mm-hmm. and and really the communication on this the positioning of it should have been so different and it wasn't, and now here we are, and here we are, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, um, yeah, it's it's unfortunate, and I think, unfortunately, it'll ha- it's kind of like it'll have to go to sleep for a while and then come back with mm-hmm. someone else that can position it much better. Yeah. Well, Janice, best of luck over the next four years, and again, congrats. Thank you very much, Hal. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And uh, joining us on the phone over at the Manitoba Blind Sports Association, Mr. Norm Lyons. Good afternoon, Norm. Hello, Hal. Hi, thank you very much for doing this. So tell us about this fundraiser you've got coming up for the Manitoba Blind Sports Association. Yes, it'll be coming up next, not this Saturday, but next Saturday, September the 29th. Right. At the uh, Tijuana Yacht Club, that's at at the Canadians Polo Park from 6 to 9 o'clock. 6 to 9, yep. Yeah, um, cost of the tickets are $25. Uh, gets you, uh, of course, a steak or, or chicken or veggie option. You have to let us know by Monday, September the 24th, All right. so that we can get the numbers into the caterer so that there'll be adequate food for everybody. Sure. Uh, we will be having a silent auction, um, a, door, a door prize, and we have a number of grand prize packages that we're also going to be uh, raffling off. And the proceeds all go to our sporting activities that we do. We uh, we do multi-sports um, for uh, vision-impaired members, um, uh, some of them curling, golf, mm-hmm. uh, goalball, uh, swimming, dragon boat. We do all kinds of stuff um, wow. for our members, So and, and new programs coming on board all the time. Sounds like a fun night. We'll get back to that in a second and remind people of some of the details, but tell me a bit about uh, the Sports Association. So how many people have you got taking part in these various sports? We we have a total membership of around 50, mm-hmm. um, and some of them participate only in one sport, and some of them do uh, participate in multi-sports. We have um, two or three that want to do everything, and that yeah. makes it kind of, kind of, uh, kind of interesting. But right. Um, yeah, we we've been and we've been doing this. Actually, our association's been around since 1976. Wow! So it's uh, it's been uh, it's been doing very well for itself, and uh, we're looking for more members that are interested in doing sporting activities where we promote uh, ability coupled with disability, mm-hmm. and um, it gives them something that that a challenge that they can 
you know, be better than what they are. Yeah. Talk about the importance of this, uh, the sports and the association for people who are blind and vision impaired. Talk about how important these sports are to those people. Well, what, as I said, what it does, it, it, it issues them a challenge to, mm-hmm. to be as good as they can be um, at what they do. Um, we've had, uh, in past years, actually, we've had, shall we say, world champions, um, Tim McIsaac being one, right. um, who was uh, actively involved with swimming. He's got more gold medals than in, in swimming, from, and he started in 1976. He doesn't swim competitively that much anymore, but he still has all these medals that, that, that he's earned over the years, mm-hmm. and uh, we're very proud of him. Um, other members, uh, as I say, we do comp- some do competitive sports. Um, our curling is is both a competitive and recreational activity. That's something that I've been involved in for, believe it or not, fifty years, hmm. Good and, for you. and enjoy it very, very much. Um, and uh, you know, other members have have their stories that they would, uh, you know, that they love to share with everybody as to what they do and and what they can do. Mm-hmm. And like I say, the challenges are there that that. Uh, and we 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 throw the door open to any blind or vision impaired person that that wishes to join our association um and participate uh we in, in, encourage it mm-hmm. norm is there a website where people can get more information i'm going to rattle off a phone number and an email address in a second here for the fundraiser but do you guys have a website yes we do it's it's um uh google it it's under manitoba manitoba blind sports association yeah just google that and it'll pop up manitoba blind sports association and if you are interested in uh, tickets for this fundraiser which is coming up not this saturday but the following saturday september 29th at canada in polo park you can uh, email blindsport at shawbiz.ca or you can call 204-925-5694 which is the office for the Manitoba Blind Sports Association. Or, of course, you can always get a hold of me here at CGOB. Sometimes that's easier, and I'll pass on the info to you, 204-780-6868 or hal at cgob.com. Norm, thanks a lot for telling us about it, and best of luck with the fundraiser. Thank you very much, Hal, and have a great day. You too. Hal Anderson Afternoons, the podcast, is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere you find your favorite podcasts.